Oh, gosh. I want to introduce you to Matthew Sweet. First of all, give it up for him. Thank you for coming, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yes. The album is called Girlfriend. Yeah, I've been reading a lot about you, and I wanted to have you come and hang out with us and everything. Um, they're calling this, now I don't know if you've heard this or even if it's true, they're calling this the divorce album because... Oh, God. I mean, you know what they're talking about, though, right? Well, I've been divorced, you know, but... Yeah, and they're kind of saying if you listen to this album, you can hear what y'all got divorced about. Oh, no. <laughs> or you can kind of hear... Yeah, You can well, kind of hear uh, your yeah. life in this album in that period. A little bit, yes. Yeah, some of that, sort of. It's not a directly autobiographical, really, but the emotions are there, I guess. I get people coming up to me on the road saying, your album got me through, you know, the... The hard part. Or yeah. I'm like, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! Don't blow us all to atoms! Welcome everyone, this is That Record Got Me High, I am Rob Elba, it's great to have you all here, it's, uh, as I'm recording this, it's a few days before Christmas, and I think it may, when this comes out, it may be Christmas Day for you guys, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think this may be a Christmas Day episode, so that's kind of exciting, right, for, an, I don't know, is, is that exciting, Paul? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas miracle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, this must be exciting for you, right? <laughs> as a fan, no. <laughs> As a patron and a fan of the show, like like you're on the show yeah. now, so that's exciting, yeah, right? Yeah, no, this is cool. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So this I mean, I'm, I am doing this voluntarily. So yeah. <laughs> that's true. All right. So the mystery voice you're hearing is uh, singer songwriter Paul Raub. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. All right. Living in I just have Central Florida, so is that good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. East Coast, Space Coast. Okay, Space Coast, and, and you've been you've been there a while, right? Yeah, on and off, like forever. We moved here from Ohio, like right for my senior year of high school, and then um, and then I was went to school in Miami. I was down there for a long time, and then moved back up here, to around where the uh, where the family is. Yeah, to here, my brother's here. So full disclosure, I, I've sort of known Paul since the '90s, since the early <laughs> '90s South Florida music scene, but not, but like. We never. I mean, I've known I've known you through other people, probably through Brian Franklin. I would say the most, but you know, never. It wasn't like we, we like hung out or anything, but we knew of each other, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I was a, you know, I was a, I was a big uh, Terrors fanboy. So. Uh, yeah, a little, a, little, a little younger than me, uh, but a great singer songwriter, and still doing it, right? You're still you're still doing it, and you. Yeah, have, uh, I mean. I mean, if I can write a song this year, I guess I got another few days to write a song this year and I could still call myself a songwriter. Like one a year, maybe does that count? I don't know. It, no, it absolutely counts. You don't even hasn't been a prolific year. year. Oh, right. Yeah, well, that's good. That's understandable. That's understandable. Uh, and, well, no, somebody, who is it that Zach said at some point, he's like, nah, you, you know, you don't write when you're happy. Well, that's true. Oh, right. <laughs> right Life's good, right. so I'm busy not writing. I don't know. Right. But uh, <laughs> anyone wants to hear your stuff, uh, paulraub.com. You have like a website. That's the best place to go, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah everything's Paul there. Everything Paul Raub is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're warned. There you go. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the record you chose. So what is the record you brought to talk about? Girlfriend by Matthew Sweet. 
go. Obviously, I know this record, and the first thing, you know, Paul, the first thing I thought of when I was listening to it and I heard Girlfriend was a Guitar Hero, because I remember when my kids were younger, my older daughter, Corey, was like really into Guitar Hero, and she would play it all the time, and a Girlfriend was a song on there, so I just said, oh, that's that, uh, a Guitar Hero song. Um, oh, yeah, it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I knew uh, I knew other stuff, and I know Matthew Sweet. I'm familiar with him, obviously, but I never, this isn't a record I ever owned. It's his third, mm-hmm. so it's his third studio album, right? Uh, yeah. Came out in 1991. So, 91, 92. Uh, oh, yeah, 91. 91. Yeah, you're 91. right. He was recording, right. and this is like a, a divorce record, basically, right? Because he was going through a divorce uh, and he was he yeah. got dropped by his label, right? I do not know the label story. Oh, okay. I, I, well, I, I do I actually because I did some homework. But Columbia, yeah, because he had two. He, he was signed. He was oh, like, that's, yeah, and then and then he went to Zoo. That's right. Okay. Zoo, right? Zoo yeah, Entertainment, which which did Zoo Entertainment. I saw who else was on there. Keanu Reeves. Remember, he had that band Dog Star. Uh, yep. <laughs> We're on that label and uh, Green Jelly. That band Green Jelly was on Zoo Entertainment. So yeah, they kind of took a flyer out on him. He did two records on uh, Columbia that never didn't really go anywhere. And he, yeah, so he was getting divorced. He had these songs, but he wasn't sure. Uh, you know, he got dropped by his label and then Zoo Entertainment. And this kind of put him on the map. This is one that put him back on the map. And uh, it's really good, too. It's a really good record. <laughs> it's a shocker, right? Uh, and it's as much, I would say, it's as much a, a guitar record as it is a singer-songwriter record, right? Uh, well, I mean, to me, I mean, that's my, my bias. I probably like you. I hear I kind of... I hear everything through guitar, so you know. If, if I start talking too much about the guitars, you can know, no. Well, this, but, but God, how, how could you not with this with this record? Because uh, oh my God, yeah. bouncing back and forth between those two guys. Yeah. Rich, so who are the two guys? We're talking the main guy. There's because there's a whole shitload of people playing on this record. But who's the two main? <laughs> yeah, guitar but but guitar wise, it's mostly it's Richard Lloyd and Robert Quine. Richard Lloyd from television and Robert Quine is from, I think, the Voidoids and a bunch of other things. I belong to the blank generation and I can take it or leave it each time. Well, I belong to the generation, but I can take it or leave it each time. Take it. Um, and yeah, so right there you get these two guys and that immediately gives him, you know, cred that these people are playing with them and they do such a good job on these songs. And, uh, just the whole thing, the way the record's put together, it's very, it's very raw sounding and very, a lot of it, I guess, uh, it's very stripped down. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you could tell a lot of it's played live, I'm sure in the studio. And then, you know, they, uh, so it's just very immediate sounding and very in your face sounding, but did you, so Paul, did you get into this record like right away when it came out in the early nineties or did you find it a little? Yeah. Late? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I was all over it. I probably heard something or other on WVUM and immediately kind of ticked and went, well, I'm going to go find what this is. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I could, sh- I'm sure that's how it came about for me. Yeah. I mean, just knowing you and, and you know, your music and everything, this is in your wheelhouse, like right smack. In your wheelhouse, oh, yeah, for sure, right? Yes, yeah, straight up. I mean, yeah, like the, the, the whole power pop thing, but then with this, you know, the quirky stuff and the the punkier bits and pieces to it. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's sort of like everything. I think it's part of why it holds up for me so well is. Yeah, and, and, and it really uh, well, does. A, that 
the stripped downness, you know, the, the less you're doing, like maybe the less ways you have to sound dated. So if you're not using reverb, you're not using, you know, 90 sounding reverb because there just isn't any there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah. that That's true. That's a good point because it, it does not sound dated at all. And that's, uh, they did a really good job with that. Yeah. There is, there's, there's no reverb. Some of the stuff is like hard panned one way or another, but it, like I said, mm -hmm. it just makes it sound like, like someone's like some of it, like they're playing right there in, in the room with you. And it came out. Uh, it came out right at the time when all these grunge, uh, grunge was uh, breaking too. But this is obviously not that. It's different, and uh, it's it's cool because I I'll be honest. I was never totally on the whole grunge bandwagon. I don't know about you if you were, but I just was not. I, I there was a lot of stuff I loved. I mean, I, I love Nirvana, but I don't. I don't. I did, but I, but like one was I was I was looking at some list of you know because this it happens to not why I chose it but it happens that it's the thirtieth this year's the thirtieth anniversary of this record, and oh, nice. uh, a bunch of other things that were coming that came out that year were like I want to I was it in utero and uh, I think Bad Motorfinger maybe and uh, Temple of the Dog like a whole bunch of grunge stuff and, right, and, right, and also right. some great there's some great hip hop stuff that came out that year but out of all those like this is the one I still listen to out of everything that was in that list. Yeah, well, um, I, I I've enjoyed like you know I've been listening to this for the week and I've really been enjoying listening to it. The the only thing I mean, also Paul, I was gonna say it's also in your wheelhouse just because you can't get around the fact that he was in his twenties. He was a guy in his twenties, and there's something about guy dudes in their twenties, and they're <laughs> you know, and and that's all of it. You get like the whole the whole male gaze, the twenty something male gaze is on this record, but it's not. It, it, I'm not, and I'm not saying that to be that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it, uh, but it's there for sure. Oh yeah, there's there's some stuff that I look. There's, I'm sure that's you know a lot of it resonated with me for for a couple reasons. But I'm sure we'll get to when we talk to the songs. Right. But also <laughs> there are some things that I sort of look back with a little bit of side eye in the same way that I do with things I did or said or wrote. Right, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure yeah, that, he does. I'm sure he does you know, too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, well, and I'll I'll I won't talk. I, I have a song in mind where I'm thinking about that a little bit. We'll get there later. <laughs> right, right, right. Because, yeah, as great as it is, and the, the songs are really great. And uh, one thing, there, there's a lot of songs in this. And, and honestly, my, I don't know, I, I think I have a short attention span. So I, I think there's like maybe too many songs on the record, even though I, they're, all, they're, they're all really good. I wouldn't say there's any stinkers on here. They're all good. But it's just there's so much to get through. Uh, I don't know. I guess if, if you really love the record, I'm sure you you, you probably love the you know all the songs on it. And then he, I, I think later on he even did. There's like an expanded version with more songs. With like yeah, some demo or yeah, or good friend is an early version of girlfriend that's on this. Right, I right, didn't right. listen to that for this. Uh, I, you know, it's funny when I was thinking about when I went back to you know I've spent over the last week or so I've listened to it in toto, you know, all the way through a few right, times. Right. Hadn't done it in forever. Um, and also realize again, man, this is really because of the panning and everything. It's really cool in headphones. Yeah, it is. It um, is. It's really fun, like like early Beatles stereo mixes are, where they were just like, let's try the drums over here and the guitar over there. Why not? And it kind of works when it works. Um, there, but there were a few songs where I sort of, oh, that's on this record. I forgot about that. Like, right, right. If you'd ask me, list all the songs on this. I, I, I could absolutely list, have said nine of them, maybe ten. I would not have come up with, what is it, 15? Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's, you know, there isn't anything I'm like, drop, um, well, you know, there, there's two that I would say maybe that one, but, but, oh, okay, okay. Um, but not, not, but not that they're bad. They, right. you know, still be in like the top five things I ever wrote if I wrote them, but compared to the rest of the record, eh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, but well, since there is so many songs, we really, I think, we really got to dive into this <laughs> thing and start. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, great, great opening track. Right away, you get just the whole um, uh, raw, nasty sounding guitars. Yeah. But you know, that's that's what's great is that it's so melodic too. But uh, and so raw yeah. sounding and melodic. So. But you know, it's going to come from other places because that little that little like boing guitar sound at the beginning. You know, that it's such a television move. That yeah, yeah, there. yeah, exactly. And then it's just yeah, it's such a great setup. Like. Yeah, it I was is. in love from right, there. Listen to a little <laughs> bit. Opening track, Divine Intervention. I mean, the first clip, I, I, I kind of let it go a little longer just because there's um, a, a lot of these songs in here. They really take their time, you know, getting uh, they have this little groove coming in and it's very loose sounding. So they kind of take their time, you know, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, now, do yeah. you think uh, as far as the lyrics, I'm assuming he's not religious, a very religious guy. But I don't get this. Is I don't. I read it as someone like sort of questioning their faith and wondering what it, what it all means, you know. But it's not necessarily. Anti, I don't see it as really hardcore anti-religion uh, or anything. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he, he, you know, and this, and again, you know, am I reading it through my own, you know, my own lens where you know I'm not religious, so I'm likely to interpret things that way. Or, I know, you know me, where me too. Yeah, where same. it's not where it's not obvious, where it's you know maybe allegorical, whatever. That's how I'm probably going to understand it. But yeah, I don't think it's knocking anything. I feel like it's more about, you know, just feeling adrift or whatever. I, if I'm being totally honest, I haven't, I, I was making myself think about the lyrics on this song a little bit because I, I have, I'm obsessed with the lyrics on several of the other ones, but this one, I've just, I always get so absorbed in the guitars. Right. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of just, I'm just listening to every little note of that. Oh my the, God. The uh, rhythm tracks. Richard and just Lloyd, how just, it, yeah, this, the stuff he does and throws in and the way the guitars sort of work with each other. It's so good. It, it really, just listening to it now. Like, it's so good. And I can think of like, just um, not that it was ever conscious at the time, but looking back now, like it just how I play. Um, okay, rhythm-wise, I stole a lot from Richard Lloyd, and boy, was I trying to sound like Robert Quine for a while. Oh, okay, these. cool. Just because, just that tone. Oh my god! But yeah, I just love the guitars on that so much. But the just that 
But I do love the, the vibe of that, just that, you know, what, one day my life is filled with joy and then we finally disagree and just that. Yeah, yeah. And sort of, yeah. And, and but the questioning, I like the, when he's questioning, does he love us? Does he love us? I look around and all I see is a destruction. We're all counting on his divine intervention, which is always the big the big knock on God from atheists. Is like, well, why is why is everything so shitty if there's a God, you know? Right. But he's not. Yeah. No, no. I said, but he's not doing it in. Uh, he's really doing it in a kind of a questioning way, and and I don't I don't sense much snark in there, which is good, which uh, which is okay with me because I don't. I'm not. I definitely. If I was younger, I was more hardcore. But I don't. Uh, as I get older, I find I don't have a problem if someone finds comfort in whatever and it helps them that's fine with me you know i have no problem with oh it. yeah absolutely and i hope i've gotten better about not being shitty about it but <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm for sure others to decide i'm sure you have <laughs> um all right so now we get another the second one is another great example of just like the effortless pure pop uh songs that he's able to write oh my god and, yeah yep and it's just, <laughs> just like a love song just like, a sweet love song which it is a, and a, as a lot. perfect a power pop song as there can be like if you wanted me to define the genre and just go if you don't like this maybe don't listen to other things that exactly. are called power pop all right here you go that's it i've been waiting <laughs> That that uh, pre-chorus in, into the chorus when he goes, didn't think yep. I'd find you. That that is so good, right? So good, uh, musically and lyrically. Yeah, this one, like if it had a terrible melody, I'd still love the lyrics, and if it was in another language, I'd still love the music. It's right, just, right, 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 right. Um, but then they support each other so beautifully. Right. <laughs> now, when it, I was, I'm a little curious. The opening thing when you said to me, "You are not so old." Did I know it then? Because I, I I had just been told. I, I don't know. It could be interpreted different ways, but he 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 never had the like his his wife wasn't much younger than him, and he was never a guy that dated like really young girls or anything. So I don't think that's uh, I don't think yeah, that's don't what think he was he, going for. Yeah, at least not that I know of. I never heard of him having no. That I don't you know, and, stink and, on him. <laughs> and it's funny sometimes I have I have a problem where I like mix people up and think. And for a while I thought when you first said Matthew Sweet, I thought it was Ryan Adams. I got him mixed up with Ryan, Adams and I go, oh shit, I don't want to talk about a Ryan Adams. <laughs> Uh, no no that's uh still processing that of course you could take it the other way you know like, i don't know where do you put the quotation marks there you know when you said to me you are not so old like is she telling him you're not so old right Which, right know, right I'm, my wife's a bit younger than me so i'm thinking about you know 
where I'll make the jokes about me being the old man and she'll, no, you're not. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I was <laughs> thinking that too. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's anything we have to, we, uh, we have to be worried about or concerned about. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, Richard Lloyd. So you would say Richard Lloyd is the more a traditional sounding guitar player on this record. Com- uh, it's still great, but uh, compared to Quine, which is just like, uh, off, you know, in, in a whole different. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Off the chart. So this yeah. is, and, and this is Quine playing on this next one. And this is a song that's like another, just like lethal rock song. You know, it's, it's really great. And I had heard that uh, he wasn't sure of this song. He didn't even know if he wanted to put it on the record. And it ended up being like a breakout hit for him. So this is the title track, Girlfriend. Just, yeah, Quine's uh, just his schizophrenic uh, guitar style is, like, uh, really great on these songs because it just, like like you were saying before, it, like, adds a whole new, different dimension to them. And it would still be probably a great uh, power pop record without him, but they just, uh, Lloyd and Quine just add so much more to it. Oh, yeah, because it'd be great if it was all just, like, shiny and jangly and, you know, like, Jellyfish doing it or something. It would still be a terrific song, but there's just that, there's this other and all the space that's in this song and uh, th- that hard, it's like a rock. This is a band playing. I and, mean, you know, you, yeah, you right, can, when right, you, right. when I hear this, I can see people pointing at each other to like go back into the verse and stuff. It's like a band band. Yep. And so you have like those ah vocals going on in the chorus and yet it doesn't sound like, you know, it doesn't sound bubblegum or anything. Right, 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 right. In that context, it's just this cool, cool, cool little thing. And then just the, the lyrics just grab, you know, uh, so, you know, he's looking for some, it's that rebound thing. Cause I think he'd said it's a divorce album, but it's kind of a rebound album. It's also about finding hope. And like, he wrote the songs he needed to hear. And, you know, I want to love somebody like I'm alone now. I hear you need someone to love. How about you? You sing. Right. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's true. And, Which, you know, handled by someone else, it could be insufferable. It would be totally insufferable <laughs> if it wasn't done, you know, just <laughs> a certain way, because just hearing some, some 20 something dude, whine, whine on and on about girls, but he does a good job of sort of, uh, you know, um, not not wallowing too deep, and like you said, not just not just you know uh, wallowing in the divorce, but looking ahead and looking forward, and you know, just yeah, yeah, it's and, good stuff. And I think I'm thinking about the timing of this. I was either just at the end or like the tail end of like, you know, like the 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 
first breakup before the final breakup of uh, you know someone I've been with for a few years, and uh, I was I was I'm wondering sure that. I, I was, was wondering that. You know, you're saying he's not wallowing too much. I'm gonna say, oh, I definitely was. I promise, right. oh, I was I'm wallow. Sure. I can I wallow no like nobody's ball. business. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that this stuff was you know I mean I I I know I just fell in love with it musically, but the lyrics certainly yeah you know, were right there for me. <laughs> so yeah, he's working through. So this next one here for sure, you could lyrically, he's working through some uh, relationship oh, shit. Yeah. Here. So let's listen yeah. to uh, "Looking at the Sun." Also, I'm, I didn't play it here, but I'm going to play it underneath. Uh, Quine's got this uh, guitar break in here that just sings. It's like so good. Yeah. It's as good as the melody, any of the other melodies that sing. You know, yeah, which is fun because from what I read, they uh, talking about you know, Lloyd being a little more conventional with Quine. They said you do, with everything else, it was like, you know, first take or one take or we'll pick the best take. Everything was kind of, you know, live-ish. And with Quine, he would just do multiple takes, and he'd get really mad at himself. And like yeah, the third, the fourth I saw would suck. that. And then, like, and then, like, the fifth would be fantastic, and then they'd comp them together. So it's like even more schizo than it might be otherwise. Right, right. Which is, it just works because the energy is just off the charts. And, yeah. and for that, you know, what's otherwise this very, you know, it's this very pretty song, and then this this like soaring. Uh, like melancholy but joyful guitar all right, at once, right, which right, is right. which fits, which is what the song is, you know. Yep. I mean, he's realizing his delusions. It's like such a three a.m. You know, waking up with these thoughts in your head. I was looking for somebody you'll never be. I was so sure yep. there was nothing wrong with me, and that little tag at the end of the chorus. I mean, but I'm fine now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. you know, I, as you know, this like I said, this was a a, a big record, a relatively big record for him, and he was definitely became an indie, you know, sort of lower level indie star. But mm -hmm. uh, especially this song in the beginning, it reminded me of Weezer a little. And I, I read somewhere that they felt, uh, you know, just the reviewers felt like Weezer maybe stole some of his thunder a little when a couple of years later their record came out. And they were, because they were sort of the same thing, like pop, you know, power pop, but with his heavy guitars and stuff. And uh, I could see that, you know, I, I, I could definitely see that, that they maybe stole some of his <laughs> thunder. I don't know. Um, I, I, I like, because I liked early, I liked the first two Weezer records, but then I just had no use for them after that really all right so this next yeah. one winona uh winona. i thought originally i assumed oh okay another because for a while it seemed like every young like musician or actor guy was <laughs> dating winona Ryder for a while right <laughs> didn't it seem like that well yeah she every she, every paul westerberg every paul westerberg 
uh, adjacent person she yes. could find. <laughs> until, and then, but neither of them will admit if the two of them actually dated. But, oh, uh, she, okay, I didn't know that. You know, because why else do you know what the guy was solo sound? Because you're, you know, he's he's, he's Western British. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I guess, I guess he sort of had this song already and they didn't have a title and then uh, someone else suggested, Oh, why don't you call it Winona? And, uh, and, and it, and he kind of maybe changed things a little bit, made it fit in, but yeah. And, and I guess she found out about it later and she said, Oh, that's cool. But, but it wasn't like he was really obsessing after, uh, Winona, which is kind of cool because it's still, it's a really great, uh, it's a great song and it's a really kind of like a sweet, innocent, very sweet, innocent type song, I think. Yeah, sort of unrequited. Yeah, exactly. But not, not quite. It's not the. It's not the. It's not quite that. I'll be watching you. Level of you know unwanted intrusions. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it's it's where you the line was busy. Were you talking? Kids, lines were busy sometimes back when there were land. No, the oh, line right, was busy. Right, right. Were you talking said, yeah, to a yeah. friend? <laughs> not like you know. I was looking in your window and there's a guy there. You know? exactly, but, uh, exactly. It's it's such a uh, this song. That's great. All right, listen to a little bit of Winona. pretty so uh, aside from quine playing he's got uh this guy greg lease i don't know if yeah i think it's lease i was gonna say we're talking about the two guitar players but there's a couple songs where oh my god the pedal steel makes the pedal it. steel yeah and uh we've had uh have, have you ever tried playing that uh, pedal steel pedal mm, i mean like sitting down at one and monkeying with it no that's fun yeah like right. trying to actually do something with it no uh like slide lap steel a little bit yeah right sure, but, but, but no, pedal. i know it's, we it's had a whole um, other we had rich gilbert on as a guest a couple of weeks ago and rich gilbert is a great pedal steel player and we were talking about that how it's just like you watch it and i don't even understand what's going on you know it's like so it looks so complicated but it sounds so beautiful but uh yeah it's great yeah like i've played you know i've played like a telly with a b-bender on it where you know oh it's right, just right one right. string it's one string only you know it's one string moving in one direction yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's with my hand that's already here and part of the guitar but otherwise it's it's like people playing you know the bass pedals while they're playing and singing i'm just i don't understand your brain i'm impressed but yeah yeah the same. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of that record got me high podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon 
What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is really, but uh, it really helps out and we appreciate you and we have special patron curated episodes and we send out newsletters and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right, so this next one, Evangeline, at first, like when I'm reading it, I'm thinking, uh, wow, what the, what the hell, you know, it, it reminded me, uh, actually, it, because uh, <laughs> it actually, it's because it's about, I guess, uh, do you know what the song's about, like why he wrote, what, what it's really about? Uh, I know it's from, uh, based on an anime. Right, a, a comic book series, Evangeline. Seen. Uh, yeah, which but was, I've never read it. Oh, so. okay. Well, no, obviously me neither. But uh, <laughs> but she was like a a nun, like a weapons wielding nun, out to avenge those uh, who have been victims of religious persecution. <laughs> so all right, yeah. But when I but before I knew that, I'm reading it, and it reminded me of um because he's singing about this girl that he's kind of crushing on a little, but she's also uh relig- very religious, and it reminded me of uh, when I was in high school. I was I was I had a friend who was we were both really into music, and it was when like new wave and punk was coming out, and then he started dating this girl who was like super Christian, and he he sold all his records because you know because they weren't. <laughs> Because they weren't, uh, oh no, yeah, Jesus records. They weren't that. So he sold all his records, and of course, eventually he broke with her, and he felt like such an idiot because he sold all his records. So that's what it reminded me of. Uh, but it's not that. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of eventually. I love that. Try her on. She fits like a glove. Too bad she only thinks about the Lord above. Uh, Lloyd's guitar, Richard Lloyd's guitar on this is so great, though, right? Oh, yeah. It's just such a, like, that hook. Yeah, the hook. (laughs) And and I love how the guitar, like, his guitar is so in your face. Like, they didn't, Mm -hmm. you can picture some producers saying, oh, that's a little loud, you know, it turns out. But no, man, they they crank that shit up. Yeah, it's wild. It's something I've, you know, taken away from this and a few other records, is like how much you can you don't notice until you sit down and listen to it and you're thinking about it and being, you know, not critical, but 
sort of in analyzing, you don't notice how sparse some of this is, how much, how much of the time there's like a little bit of a bass, a kind of a chunk, chunk guitar in the background and the drums. Right. But, and but there's space. It's like all, all the voice. Space. It's just all the voice and the melody carrying you along. And it just feels like everything's full and fine. And, right, 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 um, right. and it's, it's that discipline is tricky. And maybe that's part of, you know, him just showing them, this, you know, they didn't have time to build up full parts and all that. He, they, you know, it's maybe the third time they played the damn song, but <laughs> Now, did, because they're all ridiculous musicians with huge ears. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. it just falls together like that, which is something. So did you ever, <laughs> I know Richard Lloyd toured with him for a while. Did, did you ever see him live? Did you ever get to see him live? I didn't. Uh, so the, I think it was the tour for this album or the second, they were supposed to be, um, he was going to be, it was before that. He was going to open for the Indigo Girls, and I had tickets for that show in Fort Lauderdale. And then he, then I think the album took off, and it was like, well, you're too big and loud to be opening for people, so he went off the tour. And so I've, I've, I've yet to see him live, which oh, I'm okay. not happy about. Right. Oh yeah, and I see Amy Ray is Amy Ray is one of the Indigo Girls, right? Yeah, and, and Emily, Emily and she's says on here too, right? They're they're both on. Oh, they're both. I don't oh, know. Emily's, you're I right. I don't know what they're doing on here. I, I confess they're on here somewhere. I don't know what they're. Oh, on. right, yeah, because there's like I said, there's a ton of people, and and the uh, the the drumming on this is great too. On the whole record, it's great, mm-hmm. but there's two guys actually. There's it looks like there's uh, Fred Maurer and Rick Mink. Uh, oh no, another guy, Ron Pangborn too. So who knows who's playing what, but. It's all great. And, it's all great. And Fred, uh, Fred Mar, he also produced it. He's the producer as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And but, I think he's the one that prior to this he was in Scritty Politty, which is, you know, there's a lineup. There's a there's a band combo. You're not really you thinking wouldn't about draw the guy from Scritty Politty, and then let's grab that guy from Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Right. This is gonna, That's you know, it's like when I just found out that the last couple or pretty not the last one, but a couple of recent John Hyatt records, the bass is Patrick O'Hearn from Missing Persons and Frank Zappa. Like what <laughs> the hell? That's funny. So. All right, anyway. so this next one, another pretty straightforward love song. Some of these songs, I feel like, because this is still a nice song, but I feel like Quine's, again, like Quine's guitar in this kind of elevates it uh, a little bit to something more. Uh, so I think the guitar and, and the groove, just the, the, yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah. Credit, all credit to the band here. There you go, day for night. What a groove, right? Yeah, it's that and that that chord, that la- that that last chord of like when he says bright and it goes to the uh, that two chord or that you wouldn't expect, and it's just such a cool little bit. That's my favorite part of that song. <laughs> it is, it's great. All right, and now so this next one, just uh, I remember I said he wasn't really wallowing in the divorce or anything, but this one he he kind of is. I think this is oh, yeah. he's reminding you that he went through a shitty, he's going through a shitty divorce, 
And uh, yeah, this is uh, this has got some vitriol in it a little bit. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. You know, he's he's allowed, right? Oh yeah, and this is I love it's such a and it's such a turn from some of the other tunes. It's almost like a rubber soul kind of. It's it's got a bit of a folk rock yeah I'm, I'm, thing to it. You know, yeah, right, 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 for sure. And we didn't mention the Beatles at all, but there's there's some of that in there too. Like you feel there's a lot of. You could hear a lot of his what he's influenced by on here, and uh, they're obviously they're in there as well. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. All right, let's listen to "Thought I Knew You." I thought I knew you. I was in for a surprise. I let my love flow. So yeah, this is a a little uh, yeah he he uh, digs in a little on this, and I could uh, now Paul, this isn't a knock against you at all, but I could hear you singing a song like this. Like this sounds like something you would do. I was wondering, do you ever cover? Uh, <laughs> that's Matthew's not a knock. Song? That's that's praise. Thank you. It is pra- um, no, it is praise. I just wanted to make sure you understood I, that. <laughs> I if more often than not, I'll I'll pull out Winona. It's just such oh, okay, a okay, nice, nice. It's 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 such a gorgeous song, and it's like a it's almost like an exercise of you know, can I calm the hell down and just sing the song? And like, if you listen, you know, I think my musical life is a journey of getting simpler and not feeling like I need to throw the kitchen sink in. And he's got, he doesn't feel that need at all. And to just sing that song and not, you know, and just let it be and just let it be simple is is, when, when that works, it's such a fun thing to sing. I mean, I can sit with a guitar and play like this whole thing just for myself for my own amusement. And I have, I had a feeling, but but I think Winona is probably the one that, uh, you know, anyone outside of my house has ever heard. Oh, okay. Nice. (laughs) You poor, you, you don't sit your wife down. You don't make your wife sit there and listen to you play this whole record. Do you? (laughs) I do not. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, she has stuff that she likes to hear me play. And, um, Okay. And then other stuff. You're like, that's ah, not my favorite. All right, right. All right. <laughs> Actually, so- you know, you guys would get along. She doesn't really, uh, she doesn't really give a shit about Springsteen either. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, uh, another really pretty heartbreak one with a really beautiful melody. But something else, uh, which I noticed in a couple other songs, but on this song, you don't love me for sure. I don't know. Are you a fan of Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Yeah. Okay. Listen, uh, Paul, listen to this and then think of Wicked Little Town, especially the song Wicked Little Town from Hedwig. And I'm thinking John Cameron Mitchell was a fan of Matthew Sweet. I'm thinking that because just listen to this song. Uh, You don't love me. out at last Once your heart would own me for 
saying at all can you hear I, that a little bit? i do i do uh there's the, that vibe yes it's just it's like the same kind of the same kind of mid-tempo thing right and the real clear he's singing it very the very clear uh, yeah very very straightforward very exactly. like and, and and obviously wistful as well <laughs> wistful uh, and beautiful yeah yeah oh god yeah this song just breaks my heart it's so <laughs> you know what a beautiful moment the truth comes out at last just like Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's great. It is a great song. Do you write? Do you listen to stuff like this, and then you think, uh, "Why do I even write songs?" You know, I, I, that's why I feel like I don't write songs anymore. I just like, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it'll either get me excited or just like, uh, you know, I. Oh right, um, yeah. Well, that's what it should do. It should inspire you. Like people, you know, that's what it should do. It should inspire you. But sometimes, well, sometimes. But you know, it's like. It's like there's a, there's a line I'm chasing for you. Know, there's a there's an album of uh, Woody Guthrie lyrics that Wilco and Billy Bragg put to music, and there's a line, and it's a Woody Guthrie's throwaway lyrics, the lyrics he didn't bother finishing right. the songs, and there's a line in there about I'll kiss you for each leaf on every tree. That's a throwaway line, right, a throwaway right, right, song, right. and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, if you wrote that, that'd be the best thing I ever wrote. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but that's, yeah, that song just, that's so, and it's, God, it's just so laid bare. It's yeah, like he's, yeah, it is. he's got nothing to hide behind in that song. Exactly. And, and, and then again, I feel like uh, this next one, I wanted to tell you, I feel like he's being honest. He's trying to be emotionally honest, but here's sometimes I think ah, he was only uh, 26 years old. So sometimes you're just not quite there yet. You know, like, like I said, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you, you you know what it is. You just don't, you just don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure at the time he's being as emotionally honest as he could be, but it's a little woe is me ish uh, stuff creeps in, you know, that probably wouldn't uh, 10 years down the road. It wouldn't be like, Oh that. yeah. And you know, yeah, you need some distance from anything like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Listen to a little bit. I wanted to tell you.
So that's a you know just a just a really nice great pop song again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was I was wondering. I was going to ask you. Do you think you're sort of like I, I know because me and you were, uh, like our musical heyday is the '90s, really, right? Wouldn't you say that? That was when you were. I mean, I feel like that's when I, even though, even though I started playing music and playing band in the eighties, I feel like the nineties, I sort of connect to maybe more stuff than, uh, yeah, I think certainly as a, yeah. And as a, yeah, as a, when I was playing the most and when I would call myself a musician without feeling need to then qualify the shit out of it for about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, but I also, yeah, <laughs> but your I was wondering your daughters, I know you have two, I have two daughters, you have two mm-hmm. daughters. Are they, are they interested in any of this stuff? Um, they, yeah, I could definitely play lots of this for them and they, they'll, they'll, they'll grab it. They'll get it. Um, right. I appreciate it. It's appreciate not it. really. Yeah mine, yeah. mine too. Mine too. But it's not like what they, what they'll sit around and listen to. They, they, they get a lot of the older stuff quicker, uh, you know, um, right. They have a classic like rock. They stuff, love, right? they love the Beatles. They love, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, especially like the ballads, they would totally get. Um, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how well, like, you know, nineties guitar rock resonates with them. Uh, right. It's right. So yeah. I know. Cause that, that their the, universe, I know that's one thing I was wondering, like to me, like you listen to some of the stuff uh, like that and to us, it sounds so, um, I don't know, like we said, it, it didn't sound dated, but maybe it's just us, you know, because of well, uh, <laughs> the way you, well, like, but again, I'm looking at a lot of those other records on that list and I'm pretty sure Gish doesn't sound like it was made last week, you know? Right. Right. Uh, right, right. You know, it's got n- nothing against it. It's going to, sh- but it, it sounds of its era. It has that, but sheen, you know, they, they, they'd probably click to you know, they're, they're both um, very, very, well, they're theater majors, you know, like rent and all that stuff that, and, and Hedwig, whatever. But um a lot of like big '90s rock has found its way into musicals. Of the, oh, you know, right, uh, right, right. Well, you know, they, so yeah, a lot of that probably is. It's, it's probably going to sound, uh, or you know, I've played some of this stuff. People are like it sounds like a musical, or it sounds like you know a, a TV show theme yes, from the yeah, 2000s. Yeah. Not that, but right. Um, so you know, maybe, but that's true. I don't know. I've never really sat down with them in this. But thinking, uh, but speaking of the older, the production that sounds, this next one, Don't Go, kind of stands out for me a little because it does have a little more of that lush sound and produced, maybe a little more produced than anything else on the record. I don't know. Hmm. Did you did you notice that? Listen to it right now. Listen to. Yeah, I think this, there's like two that sound a little bit more. Again, not that they're bad, but no, no, just, they could have, they could have been more, more typical at the time. More, exactly. Like yeah. This and Holy War are the two that really are like, that's eh, pretty 90s. Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right, listen to Don't Go.
I love there. He says, come back. You know, I wrote another song. It's like, yeah, Matthew, we know. <laughs> you wrote like 15. Although, you know, come back. You know, I wrote another song. Definitely, I think, was the line that would have resonated with me at the time. Yes, right. Exactly. I could, yeah, I could picture that. It's so funny. Here, do you want, I have this song about, like, how shitty you are to me. Do you want to Exactly, exactly. Well, all right, Paul, <laughs> this me, side not note, him. we have to get, we have to side note real quick. I gotta, I gotta ask you a question, uh, and it concerns sure. Brian Franklin. Uh, okay. our, our dear friend, Brian Franklin, but this is, yes. tell me this because I've, he, I've seen him. I saw him do something once that to me is just breaks any songwriter code ever. I, saw, I don't even know if I should say this, but I should put it on here, but he, I saw him sing a, a, a song that he wrote, a love song, sing a song to his wife at, at a show, like sing it to her and dedicate to her. And then he eventually, you know, got divorced as people do. Sometimes things don't work mm-hmm. out. And then, and then he ends up being married to a lovely, I, I, I love his new wife. I love Brian. Mm-hmm. But he sang the same song to this new one and dedicated to her. You can't do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Would you I'm, do I'm, that, I'm literally going. I'm. I'm like. I'm like. Wait. Am I guilty of this thing? I don't uh, think so. No, I'm I not. There's. No. Only Brian, only Brian would be would have the nerve, <laughs> the balls, to do that to dedicate the right? same song. Oh Brian, you cold, unfeeling. I know. Oh, dude. believe me. I called. I called him out on it. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he's like. Oh what? my gosh. He, so he. He didn't see anything. He saw nothing wrong with it. I mean, I don't know. I guess after. Uh, Maybe after enough time, like no, that's it's messed up. Don't try and don't try and qualify him because he's your friend. It's messed up. Just no, no, no. I'm trying to think up. if there's if if I'm, I, I think I, I'm 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 rationalizing in case I did it, but I no, I, <laughs> right, no the, the past songs are song. the, the past songs song. are very clearly about the past where you can sing it but don't dedicate it or if it's don't if thank it's you. really that's really specific. That's you know, what I'm saying. Don't de- don't specifically don't dedicate it and then you know and and I'm, I was the only yeah. one who who was party to. To both situations, but that oh you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Uh, I know. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you agree with me. Um, I would have ended the. Uh, I would have ended it right here if you didn't. All right. So, oh, and by the way, and that, and don't go. Also, Quine's guitar we didn't mention is is on fire, of course, on that one as well. Oh yeah. So this next one, your sweet voice is kind of like uh, him. Like he's playing actually. Uh, this is like a real. Um, Another really plaintive love song, you know, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's got of emotion, a lot of emotion in there, and uh, it's good though. Let's listen to your sweet boy. steel guitar in there again and his uh his stacked uh, harmonies on the vocals it's really it's really nice right it's really pretty 
It really is. Yeah, those vocals were just got it. Yep, they do. So this and so this next one is a little. I feel like it's a little outlier of the record because it's it's uh it's it's still got that raw sound, but lyrically they're kind of more. The lyrics are more in your face lyrically uh, lyrically than the other songs. I think. I think yeah, this is. I don't know how to. I, this is one where I I don't know. You know, you wonder. Like I think I know where he's going. I get what he's trying to like. You know, I think he's you know, sort of skewering you know himself or something. But it's like. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't love these lyrics. I don't think these these lyrics haven't aged as well for me as maybe everything yeah, else. Yeah. Well, they 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 kind of stand out from the rest of the lyrics on the record, right? Yeah. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I have that written down. Like I don't know. Maybe what maybe whatever he was going through, he's he was wasn't completely over it. So he was trying to get uh, you know some of it out through this. And I don't know if he was as successful yeah, and, on this one. And I don't know if to take it you know, if, if it's his own thing or if it's like where you're sort of in the character of somebody despicable as a character, uh, right. Which, which, which a few other folks that, you know, you have uh, like, like, you know, Polly from Nirvana and uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket has, has a song holder down. Um, and it's like, I know what you're trying to do, but uh, it's maybe still kind of, yeah. He says, uh, <laughs> he's got the line, uh, going to need you a key to open the door to her heart, or maybe you're afraid her body is missing that part. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little harsh, but whatever. He's I mean, it's still fun, but I don't know. It is. All right, listen to, <laughs> it's not as fun as it was <laughs> listening to it back then. Yeah. Well, that's, we could say that about a lot of things, right? Uh, listen to Deshi <laughs> trying to sound angry and maybe realize that because the song just kind of stops it like cuts off so maybe he realized <laughs> yeah. that but it does have does have quine just having the time of his life all over it yes so yeah that. well that's the thing that's like the saving grace uh, but not that these songs need saving grace like we said they would still be great it would still be a great pop record but uh the, the guitar is all over this record yeah it's they're really something special they are all right. Now this one. Yes. Holy <laughs> war. All right. So this is the one. This is like some kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, is he doing like a crumbling relationship metaphor? But someone that's a jihadist or something. Is is, is he doing that? Or, or is he writing literally an anti-war, anti-killing song? Right. Which, that's th- what this I is gonna, the one that feels the most like 90s, 90s, 90s. This could have been like a lot of it. Like if you this could have been like live or something. Yeah, that's good. That's actually, that's good. That's very good. But what do we have? We also have Quine's guitar on it. We do. It's a keeper. (laughs) Let's listen to Holy War. (laughs) 
That was a good live. Was a good call. It it does dated. This one is the most dated sounding one. I would say on the yeah. Record, and for sure. I just I actually and it's just it's I think it, to me it's the weakest song on there. It would be the best song on a lot of other records at the time, but it's it's the weakest thing on the record. I Even think as so. the writing is just not like his phrasing is so impeccable on so much of the rest of this, where everything just fits perfectly. And like when he has to stretch out crude to make in you your crude debate fit, I'm like oh you know that's he doesn't let that kind of shit slide. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Everything else is just these beautiful little pieces of song craft that are perfect. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So now we get the final uh, uh, song, which did you did? Uh, we didn't discuss the uh, cover of it. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the cover of it, because the cover yes, of this record, the, it's, it's an iconic cover. And I had no idea who mm-hmm. that was on the cover until I was reading about it. So Tuesday Weld. Yeah. It's Tuesday Weld. A gorgeous photo of Tuesday Weld, which is pretty redundant, uh, hard there's not many of the other kind. Right. But yeah, uh, it's this, and yeah, I think what you're getting is they, he was going to call the album Nothing Last, but the rights to, to use her image, she was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah title with my, the picture of young me. <laughs> with nothing. I know that's kind of brutal. And, and uh, yeah, so they, that's why they called the record Girlfriend, but this was supposed to be the title track. So mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. That's the one thing I, I miss about albums, although, but I know albums, vinyl's big again, but I, I don't buy records anymore. But you know, just the, uh, the cover seeing the cover of that and just like getting it you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i know it's, i always sound like an old dude when i say shit like that. i no i know i hear myself say it too but i'm just like i went off on something the other day it's, i was oh, talking about my friend giving me queen's jazz album for my you know 11th birthday or whatever it was and just you open it up and there's a gatefold of yes! the studio oh, with, I totally with, you know that. set guitars everywhere and like nine key bases and three drum kits yes and I'm with just their like, studio it was so funny it's almost like a like a gear thing like just specifically for people to see this is all look at all our shit <laughs> Yeah, and I just I, I I'm like I could probably like you know name half the guitars and that I stared at it so much. I love you know what I love that record. Someone <laughs> someone's got to come if you, if Paul, you come back again. Do jazz because no one's uh, ever done a queen but that. I think that would be love, a great record to do. I love that record. I right? would talk about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'll, happily, happily, happily. I love that record too. All right, so let's listen to the uh, the final song. Was going to be the title track. Really, this is a this is a good album closer. I really like this. It's yeah, acu- mostly acoustic. Uh, it's, it's a great song. Let's listen to. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Nothing lasts. <laughs> 
one could stop time and make it up. Two could realize the best of luck. If I could locate God above, and you only wanted to be loved, then I'd try to hang on to the past. But you know that nothing, oh no, nothing lasts. Nothing lasts. Yeah, so it's nice. I feel like it, it, this feels like he's trying to convince himself to to like move on and accept the fact, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, everything, both good and bad, uh, you know, eventually end. Yep. All things must pass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, awesome though. But uh this was a this like I said, great record. I knew some of it. I knew Matthew Sweet, but I I didn't I I totally forgot. I maybe I knew at one point, but that Richard Lloyd and, and uh Robert Quine played on it and that there's so many great guitars. It's just such a great even oh, yeah. if even if no one gives a shit about any of the lyrics or doesn't like power pop, they if you're a a guitar rock dude you you would love this record right yeah it's just so like the, the playing it's just so vital and alive and in your face and uh yeah yeah just, like the, the guitar you drift off this the guitars will grab your attention again and again and again and again <laughs> yep yep and it's like it's like now it's like it's funny then you remember if you record you you try and do something else and you always try and do so much and you're thinking why what idiots we were we could have just been so simple you know just throw everything in a room and just you know and don't put any shit uh, shit on it effects and i i guess everyone would have to be really great players though to do that to pull it off yeah and yeah yeah, just like and, and united and united behind you know like everybody has to have this con- you know you uh, you know matthew had to have such confidence in the songs to keep his own performance so simple and then everybody else has to just have total confidence in him you on know, board everyone has to be on board with the vision you know, yeah yeah and and there's no like there's no ego on this record there's just no there's nothing there to show off. There's a lot of stuff that's clearly just exuberance and having a blast. Yeah, that's true. I actually read but, uh, I read a little thing about um, Richard Lloyd was interviewed for this record, and that's basically what he said. Like he said, he was just totally concentrated on what he could do to the song, add to the song, and you know, listen to the song and add to it. And yeah, like he said, not uh, no egos, not trying to be flashy or say, oh, listen to Richard Lloyd, you know, d- taking over that song. It's like no, man. But these guys play the fuck out of it. And if I might say, I mean, you know, it's something I loved about what Dan Hosker did in the Terrors. I no. feel like there was there was just that, you know, he would, those guitar parts would be, you know, so integral to the song for me in, in that same kind of way. Oh, well, nice one of the many things I loved about that band. That's just that, but that's what we love about play. Those are the kind of players that we gravitate to, right? Yep. All right, Paul. So it was great. Uh, it was great having you on. Finally, have you on the show? Uh, we we got to trash Brian Franklin a little, which was always fun to do. So I appreciate that. Uh, so uh, Paul Raub, p a u l r o u b dot com. That's the best place for yes, people sir. to go to hear some of your music. What's the most What's yep. the most recent thing that you've done? Jeez, uh, what's the most recent thing that's actually out? There. Yeah, that's <laughs> this might. That's, that's no, what I'm I mean, I mean that, I, that I actually no, that I actually finished and recorded and right. stuff. Uh, I guess there was a. So we're coming up. 
oh God, if, if this is true. So February will be my fifth wedding anniversary. And there's a song I wrote for, for my wife. Uh, that's, that's up there. But only for uh, her, think, only for her, right? No, only for her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's real specific. But I mean, I've, I've written some things I've written since then, but I haven't like fully, I haven't, you know, fleshed out and recorded them yep. yet. And are, so are that's the most playing, neat. Are you still playing out in Central? Or you can't, we can't even go outside. I now, am. Right? I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, Couple things happened, you know. I mean, you know, the whole world shut down, and then um, my very most favorite place to play, you know, uh, the favorite place to play, favorite place to hang out, loved everybody there. The owners introduced my wife and I, and one of the owners actually performed our wedding. Um, but they they quit doing live music because it was kind of a money loser for them anyway, and they've just focused on their coffee. Uh, and restaurant <laughs> side of things. And so I'm like, so I've lost my home base even now. Well, I was going to say, now that I can start playing out again, well, uh, is that now? Are we a little, a little yeah, I, uh, I did a music festival downtown here a, a couple months ago. And it was the first time I'd played more than like a song in front of anybody in a year and a half. And it was, turns out I still remember how to do it. And it was a blast and I loved it. And I'm going to do more, but right, uh, safely. Yeah. <laughs> Got to wait just a little bit. You know, it's the gig's not worth uh, being in bed for two weeks. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Paul. Don't forget, guys, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at, at That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. And, Paul, what's what's the most important thing they should consider? They should really think uh, very hard about uh, the, the Patreon, about being a patron of this one. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't coach him at all to say that. You just said it. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron. And you can now, are you going to send something in for our, we're going to do a, a patron episode. Are you going to send in a submission for it? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll look at that. I, didn't, I hadn't seen that. But I know you're so busy. Actually, I could record your intro to it right now, right? <laughs> if I wanted to. But, uh, if you want. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, but that is a lot of fun. You guys should uh, definitely think about that. Then you could uh, participate in the patient episodes. They're fun. They are fun, right? You enjoy them, right, Paul? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. I love all of it. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again, Paul, for being on. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, I guess maybe the new year next. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Yeah.